We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes not the greater good. Oh. It depends. I guess it depends on the movie and your mood and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Well, it depends on if the greater good involves human sacrifice. Oh, no, that's true. That is true. Andrew. What's that? Are you good? <laughs> I did that thing where you breathe in and swallow at the same time and don't recommend. Yeah. Yeah. That, that doesn't usually work out too well for you. Yeah. Uh, I missed I'm good. that. Yeah. I here. missed where he was dying because I was looking at the other screen. So I'm glad, I'm glad Sarah caught him. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that. Uh, at least someone cares. Yeah. Somebody did. It's obviously we not don't. samurai, but <laughs> at least somebody did. Uh, cool. So yeah, uh, what are we? Cheap seat reviews. That's right. Actually, this is cheap scare reviews. Oh yeah, that's right. Right. Our, our third week of cheap scare reviews, and I'm really uh, looking forward to tonight's episode because I have no idea how this episode is going to go. Because a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, I can kind of guess on how we're all going to feel and, and where this is going to go and, and things like that. And sometimes we chat ahead of time, not usually, but sometimes one of us will say something, but I have no idea where this is going to go. I know, um, uh, you know, our guest Sarah, uh, watched this a few weeks ago and she sent me some, a few messages like what in the good hell am I watching? Like something like that. So, uh, so we'll find That's out. But perfect. this is episode 453, and we are talking about hereditary. Heredity. Hereditary. I always want to say heredity for some reason. Me too. I don't know why. Um, it just it feels better for some reason. It does. Hereditary. Um, when her, you say it like that. Like, he he yeah, read I Terry. That was very Southern. Yeah. Hereditary. <laughs> he read a Terry. He read I Terry. He yeah, read, like, all read, like I am all read. Mm-hmm. He read I, Terry. 2018's Hereditary. I am Sean Allred. Joining me tonight is Andrew, more like Gabriel Byrne, Jimison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, you took my thing. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. I oh. was imitating ping pong. That's what I was doing. I don't know what you were talking about. I was I, I was wondering if someone... I actually thought about making that someone's middle name. <laughs> Ping pong? Yeah. Uh, just, oh. uh, just, you know, like I was legit thinking about doing and Sam vector, but... <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't so think... I, so real quick, I, I just have to give this little anecdote before we get started. Um, I, I'm a teacher, as many listeners know, and I walk in... Uh, I, I now have a job where I get to work with middle school half the day and, and then high school the last half. But I walk into the middle school this morning and this girl who is the age of about 12 or 13, <laughs> I lie you not. So I watched this movie yesterday and this is no exaggeration. The first child that I see this morning comes up to me with a little black uh, doodle pad type book, spiral bound book with drawings in it 
the very <laughs> first thing that happens. And I just looked at her and I said, I can't right now. I said, you're going to have to come back to me later, but I cannot right now. <laughs> oh. She had no idea what I was talking about. And I'm sure I made her feel terrible, but I was like, just trust me on this. You will have to see me later. <laughs> later. That's funny. Oh my God. Um, and, and I have a fun anecdote too about such a similar kind of thing. And uh, making her uh, uh, her cheap scare reviews return. Uh, it's been a minute, but is Sarah? Why are toys and models creepy in horror films? From the Bird in the Hand <laughs> podcast. Truth. Yep. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> it's good to be here. I miss you guys. Oh, we miss you too. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. When did we have you back on last time? Um, Sarah, let's see. Port. Oh, yeah. Was it Port? Portnoy's complaint was the first one. That was the first one, and the best yeah. one. The best one ever. On. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we had you on for Morbius. Oh yeah! I can't believe that's right. That was you, terrible. Yeah, we had you on last Halloween. That was pretty for, terrible for Morbius. So, yeah, that was a bad movie. Um, so we, we're, we're constantly <laughs> torturing our guest. Well, she fine. she made us watch Portnoy's complaint. Let's not I kid did. ourselves. She that was a yeah that that was a bird in the hand thing, but worth it, worth it, worth it. Every minute of my life watching that that movie. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll, we'll see if you feel the same about hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, is that everybody? Yes, that's everybody. Andrew, tell the audience what is Hey, this... I didn't get to kill you. Oh, how are you going to kill me in this movie, Sam? Well, I, I wasn't introduced either, but... Um... That's true. Oh, my God. I totally skipped you. <laughs> that's so weird. I've never well, done that. Well, it's probably because you can't see him. I've never. So, like, that's right. That it's just true. a brick oh, wall I'm there. Still, <laughs> I'm still phasing. Yeah, I'm, I'm ah! barely phasing. Like, like this, <laughs> it has never been more. The metaphor has never been more appropriate than talk, talking to Sam is like talking to a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> that you, is you true. You kind of started as a little white light and just kind of. Oh yeah, exactly. Your camera. Ooh, yeah, Sam. What? This director likes naked dudes in his film Vector. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, apparently, it's it's a thing when you do with cults. You have to be a naked man and do full, full frontal, and be out of shape. Yeah, so, there was a, there was um, a lot of man ween in this movie. I was not expecting. Yeah, yeah, I could I could probably be an extra in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. Very pale, kind of uh, yeah, chubby. very pasty, white yeah. and. Slight little pot belly, just a slight one, and just stand there and smile, and just stand there and smile. Yeah, in the woods. Don't forget in the woods part. Right. In the woods. Right. Yeah, that was when I was I was I was trying to make sense of this movie, so I decided to watch some YouTube uh, how it's done or whatever, and uh, I didn't realize there were people standing around the house in some of the establishing scenes um, of this movie. So that was that was creepy. Yeah, I never At picked first, up I couldn't on. Tell if they were ghosts or not. I was like, right? Were they? Are they go? Are they spirits or not? And then you know, realizing that they're not, I'm like, ah, why? Why? What's happening? <laughs> There's a lot of of what's happening in this movie. Like... <laughs> yes. So, all right. How are you killing me, Sam? 
Oh, well, um, <laughs> I need, you know, you, I'm go what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you on a road trip and, um, I'm going to, to have some pinto beans beforehand. And then I'm going to drive pretty fast down the interstate and let some of that protein, uh, loose. And, uh, you're going to be so starved for air that, um, you will need to, uh, you, you'll desperately need to get air and, and lean out the, the window. And then, and then I will run you into a, uh, telephone pole. Yeah. I'm not going to lean out two and a half feet, but yeah, I see your point. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> that we're going to talk about it, but I, I just have to say, I uh, was watching that scene particularly on my iPad and I was moving around cause I was doing stuff. I, I had to walk into the kitchen and my son was standing there. <gasps> oh no. He didn't see my screen. But he saw the reaction. Oh, oh. oh no! And said, "Dad, are are you okay?" Oh no! And I said, "No, <laughs> I am not okay." <laughs> and you know what? It's okay. You're okay to not be okay with that. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well. The, the only moment for me like that, so I was going to watch the movie in here in the office by myself, and Sarah was like, my wife Sarah, not this Sarah, obviously, said, no, why don't you watch it in the bedroom with me? And I'm like, well, I'm not putting it on the big screen, because then you'll see it, and then you'll have nightmares. So I, I have my laptop there, and I have my headphones. And so when we got to that scene, I had kind of like a little jerk, you know, like a jolt in, in the bed, and she looks at me, she's like, you okay? I said, yeah, I'm all right. And then, then the next scene when we when the car goes back out there and you see, you know, the head and the flies all over it. I had to turn my my computer so Sarah wouldn't see it, and I just kind of look over and I'm like, "Do not look over here." And she, <laughs> said, and she said, "Is there a giant spider on the TV?" I said, "I wish." The worst. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 All right. So. There's a fun teaser for you. So for this movie's uh, 2018's Hereditary, uh, Andrew, go ahead and tell people what is Hereditary. I'm just going to keep saying it until it sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> Hereditary. Um, Hereditary. British. Yeah. When the matriarch of the Graham family passes away, her daughter and grandchildren begin to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry trying to outrun the sinister fate they have inherited. Okay. That's certainly more descriptive than IMDb. Yeah, IMDb says this is a scary movie. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this scary movie, which, by the way, Andrew had sent, uh, sent the TikTok to us where uh, mathematically, as of 2023, this is the sixth scariest movie ever made. See, I don't know. Mm. Scientifically mm. Really? Yeah. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm just, that's, I'm listen, that's, that's what, what white, white dudes with glasses down on their nose with, with uh, lab coats, that's what they have decided. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the way they measure, they put 100 people in a room, they made them watch the movie or whatever, and then they measure blood pressure and heart rate and something else. So... With an average heart rate of this and blood pressure of that and whatever, when you average it all out, this comes in at number six. This movie. So I mean, well, I had I think there was maybe one. 
<laughs> oh, excuse oh, me. I think there was Whoa. there was one jump scare in this whole thing um, that got me at least. Um, but it just I don't know, guys. I I just I be, I want to hear your takes. Let's just say that. Okay. Let's just do that. Yeah. Well, we, we're going to do that right now by doing our five word review where you go first. Oh, okay. I've got two here. Um, the first one is don't eat the nuts. <laughs> that scene bothered me so much. Oh my God. <laughs> and then my real one is long slog into madness. Okay. And you know, every year we try to get, we're chasing the dragon for the next hit of a, of a good scary movie. You know, we saw the conjuring. I think we all like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think we all enjoyed Dr. Sleep as oh. much as you enjoy something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was I was hoping this was going to be it for this year. And mainly because, you know, I still think of Midsummer every now and then. Um, and and the, the some of the scenes in there really stick with me. So I was I was thinking this was kind of gonna be that same thing, but it it never really manifested like it did in midsummer for me um i know a lot of people will put this one ahead of of midsummer as as a better film and i I just don't think so i think midsummer is definitely better i think you know midsummer is the fish out of water right so we can relate to the characters in this i think it's kind of hard to relate to the characters because they're all kind of weird and they're all you know are we viewing this through the mother's projection and is she going crazy you know are we supposed to to view this through charlie and and the and the whole time i'm thinking well is this real is this what i'm i'm seeing here is on on the screen is it real and i did appreciate the fact that it kept amping up right so it, it like i said it was a long slog there was a constant trajectory towards the end but i thought the payoff at the end wasn't quite enough um, for me to be freaked out or scared um, in this movie. And I think that's because I didn't connect to the characters as much. The whole time I'm thinking this father in this family, he's not reacting to anything. If his daughter died, he's going to be a lot more upset. Um, If his wife is acting crazy, he's going to be a lot more upset. And I just, I kept thinking, what would this father do in real life? And it wasn't what he was doing in the movie. Um, so I enjoyed aspects of this. I, I, I think the tone is fantastic. I love the visuals of the, the miniatures and, um, you know, her little dolls and things like that, but I just don't think it has the payoff I was expecting to have in a movie of this caliber. I think it's easy to say, I can speak for the three of us that this director can shoot the hell out of a film. Absolutely. I think the cinematography is great. I love, because we live in a world of fast cuts and um, quick shots and things like that, so whenever you do get the 11-minute one shot from Extraction, like we really appreciate it. Yeah. This movie really, I mean, this is a slow burn, pun intended. Um, (laughs) We get a lot of very slow tracking shots. We get a lot of... I mean, the opening shot of the movie is we're looking outside at the the playhouse and then we do like a 90 degree or close to 180 into the room and then push in on the model 
at which eventually oh Sam, that's awful. Take that's really oh. gross. Dude. Look at him laugh. Come on. Oh, oh. Jesus. That's just <laughs> <laughs> This is the thing you've been wanting the AI to do. Yeah, yeah, it took a little while, but um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm sorry. Good lord, that's awful. Yeah, I, I might have to take kick you out of the stream for that, man. That's that's just. I'm gonna have to put like an explicit tag on this episode. What you've got a smile, you've got a little a uh, little smirk there. Oh my good hell. <laughs> That's gnarly. All right, I'm gonna cover you up with a, with my iTunes window here. I can't, <laughs> I can't look at that. That's awful. Oh, it's really bad. Um, Let's see what uh, here. I'll add a flower to it. Oh, oh my god. Anyway, I don't even know what I was saying anymore. I I completely have lost my train of thought. I think we should. Just... You were talking about the shots. You were talking about the cinema. yeah. The shots are great. Really... Anyway. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't think anymore. I'm done. Andrew, you say your five word review. Well, I have a, I have a few. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Wanted to look away, but couldn't. And first of uh, all, that was six words. Yeah, I know. I he know. he never Actually, follows uh, the rules. <laughs> Seven okay. Conjunction. I was literally um, like on my fingers, like mm, okay, yeah. no, that was six. And then. Um, First real jump scare in a while, right? Yeah, that I've had. Um, I, I usually I can watch horror movies, and I even when they're supposed to be jump scares, I'm like, huh, okay. But this <laughs> one, I literally like was I jumped. I was sitting exactly where I am right now, and I let me it. guess, was it when she ran out of the corner, Adam? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Um, and then the last one I have. Best horror film I've seen in a long time. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like it did its job. When I when I watch a horror film, I want to be scared. I want to be bothered. And this one did that. You know, I, I literally had a jump scare. It was only one, but I wasn't expecting it and it did its job. Like it happened. And then I was also like freaked out. I was also grossed out. I was uncomfortable, which is, I think when you watch a horror film, you, I mean, you, you might think you don't, but you secretly want to be made uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I, this is some of the best uh, cinematography I've seen in a very long time as well. When it's this simple, I mean, there's no, I mean, I'm sure there is CGI, of course, that, except that, Okay, there was one CGI issue that I thought, eh, not great. Um, but how else are you going to burn a man alive? Um, oh, oh, okay. You know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, that that one I was like, eh, okay. But the rest of it, I was impressed, really was. And I loved how you watch the relationship between these characters and... I bought into this completely. Like, um, and I know you were talking about how the dad was reacting. And I was just thinking, I, I know that he's probably distraught, but at the same time, he also is trying to be the, the one the piece of this thing that works that he's trying to hold everything else together. 
uh, and be strong, you know, for clearly the, the everyone else in his life is like just in shambles. And I'm sure he's worried about his wife just being nuts because let's face it, she is. She is. Um, <laughs> Which so, I thought was the entire point of the movie. Yeah. I thought hereditary was all about something gets passed down. And, and it is in a, in an essence, but I thought it was about mental illness, like completely about mental illness. Yeah. And that somehow the break was going to be with the mom and then the girl was going to continue on the evil or whatever later on down the road. When she loses her head, I, I gasped because I did not expect that happening. Well, there was one thing that I didn't understand and maybe it wasn't portrayed well. When all the bad things started happening, I thought, in my mind, that should be the grandmother retaliating against the, the grandson for what he did to her granddaughter because they make a big point to say the granddaughter is the favorite. The mm -hmm. grandmother just absolutely adores her. Um, but you get the sense that everything that bad is happening is some of it's coming from Charlie. You, I mean, sort of, you know, you feel like that anyway. But then you realize later on it's not. It's from a completely different source, an outside source of evil. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like they missed something there. But I had a good time. I mean, I won't say I had a good time. I, I had a, <laughs> had a time. Uh, had a time. Had a time. So, yeah. All right. Cool. And before I go on. I usually play the back, the music, the the movie in the background while we do the podcast. Um, <laughs> I am not doing that right now, and I usually scroll through the pictures. I might do that, but I, no promises. Oh, I'll help you with the pictures. <laughs> Great, thanks, Sam. Yeah. What a helper! Yeah. I know that's what I'm here for. <laughs> again, I'm, I'm here to help. Yeah, again, literally, I have iTunes pulled over Sam's face. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you, yeah. So, um, Sarah, Sarah, what's your five word review? Uh, this movie had me emotional, not just emotional as in like, haha, funny, but like emotional. I felt many emotions, kind of what you're talking about, Andrew, like the jump scare, <clears throat> it had me, but the, like the, the car scene and her losing her head. And then there was a couple of other things that I was I'm sitting in my room. I'm watching the TV by myself. I have all the lights off. Like I like to create an atmosphere and environment. And so I'm watching this and like, there were times that I knew that I was not blinking, that I was trying to see like when she was um, hanging up on the wall, when the sun was like waking oh, up and gosh. he thought he heard uh -oh. something and she's just in the corner, like hanging there backward. Like I, I sat there and I felt my eyes starting to water, but I didn't want to blink because I didn't want to miss if she moved. And then when she did move, I was like, ah, oh my God. You know, so there there were several different pieces of this movie that had me actually like either gasping or not blinking or jaw dropped, especially with the removal of the head. Like I, I was just like, OK, all right. Wait, what? What is happening? Because I, it, along with the mental illness part, I thought that this was going to be centered around Charlie. Right. You know? Yeah. And then after she talked about uh, the grandmother told her once that she wished that she was a boy, I was like. That's got to, I mean, that's got to jar anyone to be told that. So I'm like, as a kid, if you're being told that, that's, that's messed up. So yeah, I thought it was going to be centered around her with a mental illness problem or with, with some kind of like psychosis or epilepsy or something. And then 
her head uh, was removed. And uh, I, I was like, I don't know what to expect from this movie anymore. I don't, you know, my, <laughs> my expectations were completely changed. So absolutely. Yeah. It definitely had me emotional because I, I was all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're, uh, you're, you and I are on the same page with the, so the jump scare for me actually wasn't the, um, her running out of the corner. The, the, the jump scare was, um, for me was when he, uh, when he head banged his face on the desk for some reason, I wasn't expecting that. That was brutal. And, uh, and like it jarred me. But the, the, the only time that the movie like really freaked me out and made me like I got chills, like goosebumps, like the whole nine was um, that scene where uh, so the, the, the boy, I forgot his name, uh, the brother, he's um, waking up from his ordeal by uh, his head banging against the desk. And so the camera is tight on his head, right? And then he, he sits up and the camera goes with him. And the camera is just slowly pulling back. And the lighting around him is really dark because you know, it's night. And the, the lighting is just enough that you can start to make things out in the background. Uh-huh. And so your eyes are like looking around because like the director is showing you behind him for a reason, right? Yeah. This director does that. Everything in the shot is there for a reason. And that's when your eyes make like, wait a minute, what is that in the corner? And then like there's just enough light and there's like your brain starts to, oh, that's the mom. Like like that's when things got really freaky for me. Like it really, like that affected me. The other moment that I, um, again, enjoyed is the weird, is a strange word, but like, the a, a bit of acting that I thought was awesome was when uh husband is being uh a little blaze and she's crying, she's screaming. Um uh, Tony Collette is screaming, and then for one second she stops and then just like it's just like focused, right? Like, okay, I've done my task. Like that's when you realize that she's no longer in control. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that was brilliant piece of acting. For, uh, on her part, so so my five word review: uh, grief is hard and scary, and summoning the dead never good. So those are or the devil words. or the demon or whatever or yeah. yeah summoning the thing is never good. The devil, the devil. Oh, that one. Yeah. Do I? I don't know if I have that handy. Um, you have that handy? The devil. Yeah. There you go. Oh wow, I haven't heard that in forever. I yeah, know, right. Yeah. What, what 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 would you say about that, Chad? It was a different time. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Sarah, that was a guy that was on the first hundred episodes of the podcast. Um, <laughs> I recorded a few clips of him because he used to say that all the time. Just it was a different time. He used to say that all the time. So I just captured it. Okay. The devil. Okay. Thanks, Chad. Um. So this movie uh, annoyed me more than scared me. Oh, really? Yeah. So now, Sam, I, you knew this because I, we spoke earlier that day. Yesterday was just a bad day for me. I just yesterday was all of the like it started off bad, and then just there's a thing at work that happened that really pissed me off, and just 
thing after thing just made it just not a good experience. And and like I got home and I was just grumpy and and I know that I took some of it out on my wife. I know that I did and bless her heart she didn't she didn't like push back on it. She just kind of let me vent a little bit. And so when it came time to watch this movie, I didn't want to watch this movie at all. I was not in the mood. I just I wanted nothing to do with this movie. So as I'm watching it, I'm just looking for things that annoy me. Uh so so you went into it wanting to hate it. I really did because I was in oh. such a bad mood. And so I but I you know I I did think I'm in bed the lights are off again Sarah's sitting next to me but like I'm trying to do as much as I can to be in the mode in the moment to 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 give myself the right environment to watch the movie. And and they had yeah so so like the brother annoyed me uh cuz he's like any any teenage boy he's pretty selfish and so when he you know, he takes the sister to the party because he's trying to cover that he's going to, you know, not a school function, but a, you know, a party party. And so she goes, but like, (laughs) but this is where things like really fall off for me. And again, and and the three of you both have kind of said, or both, the three of you have all said kind of the same thing where we thought the movie was going to be about like, the grandmother is the matriarch and she dies. Because we even get a ghost moment with the grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we see her in the corner. And that was fairly early, if I remember right. It was really it was, early. Yeah. 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 And so I'm like, that, and I thought the same thing. Oh, this is going to be grandma haunting the family. That's what this is. And then they go to a party and she can't eat nuts. And we've already established earlier in the movie that she's allergic to nuts. So why doesn't the brother carry an EpiPen with him? He would do yeah. that if mm. there was any. You're going to a party at school? Yes. Here's the EpiPen. Make sure she doesn't eat any nuts. Like that would happen in a family with a nut allergy because I have a nut allergy in my family, not my immediate family, but my in-laws family. So, and there's always like three EpiPens lying around somewhere. So that, and then here's the other part, just a second, Sarah, and then I'll let you jump in. But the other weird part is like, he goes, I'm taking you to the hospital. But he's on that dirt road back to their house. They were in a city. Why are you leaving the city to go to the hospital? Like, is Utah so weird that they have towns where the hospital... Wait, this was Utah? Yeah, this was in How Utah. How do we know this was Utah? The, the Utah license plate, and also it's... Oh, in, okay. In the, in the trivia. But it's yeah. you. But, like, I never understood the purpose of that. It's like, other than we need a place for her to die... And it, you know, it, it makes sense. But then say, I'm trying to take you home. Don't say the hospital because it doesn't make sense. So that annoyed me. Um, but the head, the head bit was very, in fact, what were you going to say, Sarah? I, I was just going to say that she was old enough to know that she needed to carry an EpiPen with her. So right. it wasn't all necessarily on the brother's responsibility, like on the brother's shoulders. But she's old enough. If, if the mom is going to send her <clears throat> with him by herself to a school function, She's old enough to know that she should have, I mean, I'm sure it's like in her backpack every day at school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of a, kind of a, a whole family thing, not just him as a selfish brother. Yeah. Not and saying that that's not correct, but. No. And um, she's also at the age that she probably knows she shouldn't have nuts. Yeah. You know, so when she like says. I have a 13 year old and he doesn't have any allergies, but he's of the age now where he's like. He would be conscious of what he's eating if he if he had an allergy. I think. 
Yeah. Oh, was she supposed to be like 11 in this movie? How old was she? 13. Was she 13? 13. She yeah. said 13, yeah. So, so I I did not get her age until they said how old she was in the movie. And then I was like, mm-hmm. she's 13? Because when, when he was talking to her, or when she suggested uh, taking her to the party with him, I was like, isn't she like eight or nine? Like what, <laughs> what is happening? And then they were like, she's a 13 year old. And I was kind of floored by that too. Cause I, that's not what I was expecting either. Yes. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Well, again, the whole party was, he, he just needed cover for, I mean, that's why she went, he just needed some cover. Cause if he said, no, she can't go, then, then mom's going to be suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, to your point also, she's old enough to, when he says, there's cake, go have some cake. And she, then she says, well, it's not for everybody. He goes, yeah, just go stand there and they'll give you some cake. She but, should say, hey, is there nuts in this cake? And I know she's she's super shy. She was, uh, she's, there's something off with her. And, and I think the movie kind of points it towards already her being possessed. Well, that's true. Yeah. Is, is she possessed? I just thought she was special needs, honestly. No, I, I mean I think she's possessed, yeah. She is, I think, from the beginning, and I think that's why we see the grandmother early on. Um, but when the kid grabs the scissors uh and goes and takes the pigeon head off, you know, Oof. we haven't yeah. seen anything yet that would lead us to believe that anything else is going on. So I think that because at first I thought, what a weird child. Why would she just go cut the head off this bird? Um, but yeah, I think emotional. Right at, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just took that as just kind of being, you know, off. But then to your point about her maybe already being possessed, maybe you're right. Maybe she's already got grandma there inside yeah. of her. And because the. Well, the, it's not the, grandma. It's it's Pan Am or Panini right. or, or whatever yeah. the. Demon Panini. Was. Pyman. 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 Pan Thank Am. you. You know, that's a real demon. That's like. You know, yeah, sure. it's not a real a, thing. just a made up whatever. That's a real thing. Yeah. I didn't know that until yesterday. It, I do like how they establish the fact that she loves chocolate, though, early on, because we see her in two different scenes eating chocolate. Yeah, and so I think that's yeah. why when we see her eventually at that party, and he says there's chocolate cake, she's like, "Oh, I'm, I will have some." Yes. Uh. But back to the scissor thing with the bird head. So like, so she does that and she puts it on her little doll, but she does it. And then and I didn't put it together until I think while Sarah was talking that that's basically the same shrine that's at the end of the movie with her head on the top. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. She was maybe practicing or whatever his name is. Um, the demon guy. So... <laughs> New name, nickname. But see, that's the problem, and that's the thing where the movie loses me is like, oh, we're so this is we're now this is The Exorcist, right? Because like that's why I liked Midsummer so much because it's real people. Like, there's no magic, right? There's no, mm-hmm. nothing happening there. It's like real people making real decisions and real consequences, and it's awful. You know, people yeah. are being burned alive in 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 that movie because people made the decision that you should be burned alive. But in this movie, it's like, oh, there's magic. So it's, I don't know. Here's, so another moment that really annoyed me, and it's just a continuity error, but it it smacked me in the face so so hard. So it's when she's, uh, Tony Collette has, has discovered, she's gone to her friend who's like, hey, 
you can do this thing with, you know, you can read these words and recite and whatever, and then you can talk to your kid. Which then later on in the movie, you learn that that girl was that woman was part of the cult of the grandmother, and that's why she had the the doormat that grandmother had made for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so anyway, uh, so she, so Tony Collette goes there, and so she, when she wakes up the two boys, and they, they come downstairs, and they're they're uh, boys, and dad and the son, and she's like, okay. So we're going to stand here and we're going to put our hand on the cup, right? The candle is not lit. 100% the candle is not lit. And then the camera cuts to, you know, a, a, you know, back or, you know, farther away, right? The candle is still not lit. And she says, okay, uh, Charlie, are you here? Charlie, are you here? And I'm like, she didn't light the candle. The woman specifically said, you have to light the candle. And then she says, Charlie, are you here? And then the the glass moves. The dad looks under the table. The camera goes down. The camera comes back up. And then the candle is lit. So I just, either there's magic candles happening or it's a continuity thing. But it annoyed me. It took me out of the scene, is what I'm saying. So continuity director, it's your fault that that scene didn't affect me. (laughs) And the other thing that really annoyed me and I, I hope one of you, somebody else picked up on this. When the dad is getting the email about the grave having been robbed, mm-hmm. which I thought at the when the when I first saw it, because um, because he, he right after they, they go to the funeral for the grandmother is when he gets the first call about the grave being messed up, and he doesn't tell her that Tony Collette because he doesn't want to upset her. I thought Charlie had gone and dug her up. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, it was the the group that they they needed right. their matriarch. Um. Anyway, he's looking at his computer, and we see his his screen, and then he gets an email. His inbox was empty, guys. Empty. <laughs> the only day my inbox is empty is when I start a new job, and even then, I have five waiting for me from HR. Uh. <laughs> As soon as I saw zero emails, I'm like, that's not real. That's the most unbelievable thing in this whole movie. <laughs> um, there are some people. My wife is one of them. If there are any notifications for an email, like it cannot stand. We have to make Well, sure I do that too. I cannot have unread email. Right, but I can't like have unread. I know a lot marks. of people that use emails, the unread emails or read emails as their to-do list. Right, yep. I've read the email. Yeah. I'm going to keep the email because I need to refer back to it. So I right. leave it in my inbox or I move it into a subfolder. Right, This guy had nothing. This is 2018. This is not like 2008. He had zero emails. I know this is a dumb thing to bring up, but again, in my mindset, I was so annoyed. Like, really? He has zero <laughs> emails? That's the most unbelievable thing about a movie with possessions and books that can catch on fire and and not, you know, like, Anyway, I I don't know. I just the movie didn't work for me the way that it worked for Andrew, and I kind of wished that it had, but it didn't. It just didn't work for me. Midsummer was scarier. I mean, you said Andrew, scariest you scariest you've been in a long time. Uh-huh. I mean, we go back to last year. You know, Paranormal Activity. You know that wrecked me for days. 
And see, that one um, didn't bother me. I don't know. Yeah. And then Carrie, Morbius, Nightmare on Elm Street, and The World's End. None of those are scary. Right. Uh, Carrie, only just because the mom is ridiculous. But, yeah, you're right. We didn't really do... Uh, again, for me, that one was, was pretty... Um, I mean, the only other horror film that we've done in between that time was The Menu. Yeah. And that's not really Which, scary. Again, yeah. It's just really kind scary. of a like a thriller. Um. Though we did do Star Trek Five, and that's pretty that's bad scary, so maybe it's not the Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then the previous year, the previous year was uh Blade, Doctor Sleep, The Conjuring Two, and then Halloween Kills. So the Conjuring Two was pretty so I mean maybe like you're talking like legit like Andrew, like two years since you've seen the scary movie? Since I mean, I think I mentioned last week I I, movies really don't scare me that much. That's true. At yeah. least uh, horror horror movies that are supposed to be scary really don't do anything for me. Yeah. And this one did, which is why I said I think it did its job. Um, yeah, and, and just comparing this to Midsummer for me, I mean, you're talking about how it's real world, and I think that's it. It definitely bothered me, but I wasn't scared. Like you know, and I wasn't like yeah, I wasn't on the edge of my seat waiting for that fear factor to like pop in. And like, I was of course waiting for something gross to happen, which happens a lot in that movie, but I was never jump scared or frightened. Yeah. There was only a couple of uh, jump scare attempts. That was more of a psychological thriller kind of a thing. Again, another slow burn, like again, pun intended. Um, so I was, so this is a side note. I, I mentioned this, I think right pre-show right before we started recording and I forgot to tell you. So um so last week we watched Nope for the for the podcast and and re- recorded it and had a good time with Nope the Jordan mm-hmm. Peele. And I talked to somebody else about it today and I said in that whole movie the scariest thing is the is the chimp. And they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, like definitely the thing with the chimp was the scariest." And and then we talked about like what the the metaphor of that is or the meaning behind it and all that stuff, right? And then I had to tell this story. So Sunday, I had my own nope experience. Now, Andrew and Sam have both heard this story. Sarah, obviously you haven't, and the listeners haven't. So Sunday night, it's like 7.30 p.m. Uh, my wife is cleaning out the litter, the cat's litter. And she says, hey, let's just dump this whole thing and just start a new one. I'm like, okay, sure. So my backyard, we you know we're in the new house. So I live on like a third of an acre-ish. And the backyard, where it ends, it drops down to a hill. It's like a small, smallish hill. Um, and it's about 100 feet down to a road. And uh, as you look to the right, the hill gets steeper uh, and farther, farther down. So I'm going to go to the hill to dump the, uh, to, to dump the, the litter on the hill because it's technically public property. So whatever, it's just grass. So I get to the edge there. <laughs> I get to the to the edge there. And that down away from me, like at my one o'clock, down the hill, probably 200 feet away from me, I hear this noise. And I can only describe it as like, it's, it's not like rustling leaves. It's like rustling lots and lots and lots of leaves. Like if, if you had like a leaf blower but without the sound of the leaf blower. Like just this huge sound of leaves being moved 
And I, there was no wind where I was. Now, there's probably wind down there where they were, but there was none where I was. And this sound traveled up the road, and it traveled about 60 to 70 feet in about three seconds going up the road. And I had my little flashlight, and I couldn't see anything, and I went, nope, and I turned around and walked back to the house. I don't and, blame you. And uh, oh my, God. There, my daughter goes, what's wrong, Daddy? I said, I heard a noise, and I'm not going out there. And she said, okay. And then Sarah comes out and goes, what are you doing? I said, taking it to the dumpster out front because nope. So there's that was my nope moment from, from this weekend. Anyway, that was scarier than anything I saw in this movie. But there you go. Uh, yeah, this picture just keeps getting worse. Oh, it does. <laughs> Is something like happening? Oh my god! <laughs> so bad. It's also weirded me out that Sam's audio and video are not synced up. Correct. All right, hold on. Yeah, my computer's doing weird things. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> there, oh. well. Bye, Sam. Oh, there he is. I was trying to see if it was a Streamyard thing, but no, it's a, it's his computer. Yeah. Say something, Sam. Say something. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. That's. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's about two back. and a half Five seconds behind. Second delay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I took did a lot it, of. Am notes. I the only one that noticed his picture? That picture kept getting worse. No, no, it it did. Yeah, I I, I was trying not to look at it. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when he first pulled it up, it was just the picture of them smiling, you know, and then Sam's head is like in there as like a third sibling, and I I yeah. couldn't like I had to stop looking. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I did take so I, I did takes takes a lot of notes. I did take a lot of notes. Um, you took it. I took a it lot a lot of notes on this one. <laughs> yeah. And again, okay. usually if uh, if I like it, that means I didn't take a lot of notes. But you know, cool transition from model from the model shot to the like to the real. I thought that was a really cool shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed several times when he was driving, he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, but that's just an actor thing. Like I thought maybe that was going to play into the story that he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, but uh, that didn't matter. I did think it was interesting that we're still using the R word in 2018. That was pretty... Uh, well, I think that was done on purpose to make that, make that girl just look like, wow. You're a bad person. Yeah. Oh, I, I think you're right. Yeah. And even the brother was like, yeah, she does that. You know, like he doesn't defend her. Yeah. Um, which again is why yeah. I. No. What do you mean? Uh, it's a sibling. Right. He's trying to be the cool guy. I know, but. I feel like that looks like normal siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. Again, only child. So I don't know. What would I know? Uh, I will say the the um, the mental health portion of like the dad trying to hold together, Andrew, like what you were saying earlier, um, and then like you know his his email inbox being emptied and he's he's trying to hold it together even though he's drinking at work, like uh-huh. the uh, I I come from a family that's had I've had a couple of siblings pass away and watching that like you know twenty years hindsight and kind of looking back at different uh, our own family dynamic. Their PTSD and and your survival mode kicks in, right? So mm-hmm. if he's supposed to be the man of the house and he's paying the bills and he's doing all these things to be like the the what's what's the word for to be like the the, the person who takes yeah, it the yeah. anchor. Thank you. Yeah. It's a great. So 
if he's trying to hold it together, meanwhile, not holding it together mentally, he's literally just plateaued and just trying mm-hmm. to like stay as stable as possible. I thought that they portrayed that really well along yeah. with her. So like the mom, Tony Collette, I, I thought she played this phenomenally. Yeah, also, I, I made a, uh, a fool of myself. Um, so I actually watched this movie like um, Sean, maybe the day after we talked about me coming on the show and I had gone to Oklahoma Uh, for the weekend. And as I was driving back up to St. Louis, it's like a seven hour drive. I stopped at a Walmart like halfway through. And I swear to God, I thought Tony Collette was in Walmart and she's like walking (laughs) towards me. And I was like, that's the, like, that's her. And in my head, I have like headphones in. I hate going to Walmart, but I have headphones in and I'm like, oh my God, I have to stop and say hi. Like, oh, oh my God. But as she like got closer, right. Cause I was about to like stop this person and be like, yo, (laughs) this was phenomenal. It's a great movie. Um, I realized it wasn't her, but I was like a half second from being like, hi, ma'am, excuse me. Hi. Hello. Um, oh my gosh. So that I almost humiliated myself and her, but, uh, for Tony Collette with the way that she port, like the way that she portrayed her as like a survivor where she had, you know, a mother who may or may not have been crazy and she cut off contact for a long time. Um, to the point that like, you know, the son was cut off contact. So, um, also, the the detail about uh, her brother committing suicide and leaving that note saying that the mom was trying to put people inside of him or whatever, mm-hmm. that kind of blew my mind too. Where that you know where the mental health piece kind of comes in, where you're like, oh, you know, something yeah. is is happening in this family. So like again, my expectations had completely changed once uh, Charlie was gone. I bet you that I would probably like this movie more on a second viewing just because the two details that you, Sarah, have mentioned, I think you mentioned both, was the thing with the brother. I forgot all about that until you just said it. And it makes uh-huh. total sense now that the grandmother was trying to bring forth uh, uh, Pygmalion there through through the sun. I probably uh-huh. shouldn't make fun of him, right? That seems like a dangerous thing to do. I don't know. Well, yeah. But that's fine. Um you know, like she's trying to bring forth him through her son, which is then which leads to the comment of when she says to Charlie, "I wish you were a boy," because she circled in the book he wants to channel be brought back into a boy, in, in, a male. Right. In a man's body. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Creepy. Yep. I did think that his the, again. I wish. I need, oh, what's his gosh name? I can't think his name. What was that noise? Peter. Uh, when Peter, you know, decapitates the sister, right? Mm. Yeah. And just goes home, and then just goes straight to bed. Like, I don't. I don't understand that. Trauma response. I guess because yeah. he just he's shut, in shock. He's in, he's shock. in shock. Yeah, 100%. you're right. Yeah, yeah he's in yeah. shock. It just. I mean, if, if that happened to you, would you would all logic completely kick in and be like, "Well, I need to call nine one one now. My sister's head's on the floor, on the ground." I don't know. Like, I, I I obviously can't. I can't possibly put myself in that situation uh, for many right. reasons. But like, it, it felt like what he did was the worst situation. You know, like it felt like there was a dozen things he could have done, and having his mom on the way to the grocery store find her decapitated body in the mm-hmm. back seat is the worst way to do it. Yeah. But 
I don't know. Um, I don't know. The straight trauma response. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Cause also look at the way that he is treated afterwards, right? That, you know, the, the family dynamic has obviously changed in that, in that aspect because now there's, there's a person completely missing from the house. So yeah. their entire family dynamic is changing, not just with the grandmother recently passing, but now Charlie. And so then knowing that there is, you know, blame to be passed around and then it coming full circle where Peter says to the mom, well, who made me take her to the party with me? Mm. I had chills because I was like, uh-huh. oh, because that's just going to create this whole mess of a tornado of a family drama, like uh-huh. blow up. And then she did. She freaked out. And <laughs> like. Yeah. So, I mean, even the, you know, we'll say the aftercare of uh, a trauma like that, not just to the family in general, but to the person who, you know, potentially the blame would be on his shoulders. The response to that was also not appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And making him go back to school, what felt like the next day seems like a Uh, horrible horrible. decision. Yeah. That's just not good. It just a lot of bad decisions. That's that's a horror movie, though, isn't it? It, There's a lot of bad decisions made by most everybody you know you yeah. mean you mean like yeah. when you're being chased by your demon mom you run into the attic instead of outside and into the car <laughs> that's so yeah. that part actually made me laugh because i was like why are you in the attic there's <laughs> no escape up. <laughs> right? yeah there's no yeah. escape up there now <laughs> again <laughs> i have to say this so when he's up there right and the mom is headbanging on the door which was creepy. It was a creepy on shot. the ceiling on the ceiling, of the door, right of the yeah. of the door. Yeah, she's head banging, uh, which was which was a very very well shot effect. Um, and then that's when he, then when he sees uh, the the naked family in there with him, oh. his instinct is to jump out the window. Now, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. But here's my problem. No, no, yeah. yeah, and he he chose correctly, right? Because I would have done, I probably would have done the same thing, probably. He, he literally chose flight. Yeah, he literally, yes. <laughs> but the, my problem is, is that, um, <laughs> oh, uh, it it made me, it made me think of, uh, hold on, where is it? Um, oh, I'm, I'm pulling the wrong thing. Hold on. It made me think of the uh... no, not that. Where is it? <laughs> oh, I know what you're. I know what you're looking for. It made me think of this. <laughs> yeah, the scream from "We Summon the Darkness." Sarah, this is a yeah. scene in the movie where uh, Alexandria Daddario is the bad guy in this movie. And she is thrown from a second story window, a second story window. And this scream is three seconds long. You're a pilot. The the scream that just keeps on going. (laughs) Like, so when he jumped out that window, that scream went into my head. Mm -hmm. So I lost again, the moment of, of, (laughs) what was happening not the movie's fault at all that was just because of that stupid movie that we watched for the for the podcast so so again it doesn't take you three full seconds to go from the second story to the ground but my god that screen was long uh anyway so sorry about that um 
but yeah, no, that that and that was actually kind of a jump scare when he turns and and like there's a, a naked family, you know, or whatever, and they're just grinning. It's like, ugh. oh, and uh, yeah, the smile thing was creepy. Ugh. And when he when he hears the sound of, I, I okay, so I didn't know what the mom was doing at first. I thought she was just like stabbing herself in the neck with pins. Oh, gosh, I didn't realize yeah. it was I like a so hand too. saw type thing. Yeah, she yeah. was literally sawing was, her head off. Yeah, it was from the um her her minis. The piano, uh, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Piano wire. That's downstairs. why the piano was tur- was broken and turned upside down. I didn't yeah, pick up on yeah. that. I knew it was something like that, but yeah. But see, that scene yeah. bothered me too in the wrong way because I felt like her death was anticlimactic. Really? I just uh, she's chasing her. She's chasing him, and all of a sudden she's magicked into the attic where he is, and she's just sawing her head off. Why? I think that's where I think that's where the um the possession took place in his body mm. because she was temporarily possessed and in order for spirit to leave her body and go to his she had to die. Yeah. So he he was actively being chased by the demon by the possessed mom and so now that they're in the attic space together she kills herself possesses his body that's why he jumps out of the window cuz there's still a piece of his human part his human person that's there and is scared of the naked family that's standing there but the no the the possession doesn't happen yet it happens afterwards because we get that light ring that then that focuses on him after he's on the ground so obviously there has to be in the ritual three heads really if you look throughout the movie there are hints throughout the entire movie this is again i do deep did a deep dive on you, you youtube today um, in the picture book that they show of uh, Plebeus, um, Pluribus, Pluribus. Plebeus. <laughs> um, whatever his name, Panini, um, he has three heads hanging from his his side in the picture. Yeah, there are three caps on the wall in in uh, his room, each corresponding to a color of one of the characters that gets the head taken off. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so in order to complete the ritual, there has to be three heads, which is why the mother, once she was possessed by this demon, did the demon in her made her cut her own head off and then flew her body up, up to the, the treehouse. Yeah. Okay. I will say the flight of the dead body bothered me. <laughs> if, if we're talking about, if we're talking about things in the movie that were annoying, like there, there, there's this whole supernatural effect that's part of the whole movie but the body floating up to the treehouse that's probably the only part that actually bothered me that i was like come on yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it it felt too clean like you know like having it dragged in there, the ground would have been i think creepier or something you know there was already yeah. a naked family in the attic just carry the damn body to the right. treehouse you're going anyway yeah like save the flight i guess i don't know well we don't Jones want to get naked man dirty carried <laughs> I did finally the the at the funeral. Anybody notice the weird smiling guy? Yes. 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 He that finally came to fruition because I I thought there there's got to be something to do with this guy. Mm-hmm. Never in my life thinking there was some sort of cult that was following this family and and you got to yeah. think too this this whole movie is about is is their choice is um you know 
was there any way out of this situation for this family and especially for this son? And, you know, just like the, the teacher was teaching about, um, wasn't Pericles, but it was one of the people who had absolutely no um, way out of it, right? Even mm-hmm. with all the hints around them, the, the 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 fate was set in stone. And that is, you know, to the point where the, the cult probably put the deer in the road for the, the car to swerve around. And the, the, you know, someone mentioned on YouTube that the girl... Um, could have even been in the cult and, uh, you know, processed the, the the nuts for the child. Like, there's all these weird theories out there that uh-huh. this cult is completely, and you can kind of feel it by the end, right? It just keeps right. getting closer and closer and closer and to the end where they are right there. They are in the room with you and they are controlling everything around you. And uh, I, that was kind of the creepiest thing to me was that this feeling of claustrophobia with... Uh, with with these characters not being able to to, to kind of live their own life they're, they're kind of being forced into these roles That's i think really... it, i think it like beautifully portrays that eventuality also yep. where because for me i want to know the before story how is the grandma connected to this because i want to know like did she have brothers did she have someone how how did she somehow become connected to this like cult in order for her to be willing to be like, yep, I want my grandson to be possessed. Like, cool. I'm totally okay with this. You Not know, to I mention want my whole daughter's family to die in order for possession. The, to take place. the lady who taught her how to um, do the seance, she mentioned that her children died. Her sons yes. died. Yeah. That Wasn't could it her have son been... and then her grandson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. that could have been a possible them trying to to get the body uh, to this Pan Am. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the name, the the, the demon <laughs> god thing. So, um, yeah, there's there, you know, it's, it's like all of his movies, right, where there is just so much mythology and so much behind the scenes. You know, you go back to Midsommar when there is the, the entire culture of that cult is never really explored, but it is just brilliantly planned out um, uh, in terms of making it feel somewhat real. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, last, the rest of the notes that I took for the show at this point uh, have no meaning after that discussion because it, it answers so many things. <laughs> Um, well, what were some of the questions? What was this while you were watching, trying to find? Well, yeah. The so, like or... little little things, like because um, we talked about like how he shut down the the dad, you know, really shut down. Um, so, like I wrote, uh, let's see, uh, I did write, not knowing how much time has passed, him going back to school is a bad idea. Why won't she tell him that she's going to grief support instead? Of she mm-hmm. just lies and says she's going to a movie which kind of flips back on her because I wrote, uh, now that she needs him, if she wasn't a dick to him through most of the movie, he might be more receptive to <laughs> trying to help her. Yeah, but yeah. instead he's like, no, I'm going to shut down. I'm going to call the police. Well, then the next thing happens is he turns into a pyre. So, um, 
And then I did ask, so I, I did ask, who are the dead naked people? I didn't realize that they were alive. I thought they were dead naked people because they're so pale. Yeah, the, and then, the cultists. And it's like, oh, it's Utah. I guess they're just... <laughs> oh, I do have one more thing, actually, that, that actually bothered me. Uh, uh, the dad catching on fire. There was no singe marks on the floor. Yeah, no yeah, or on the roof or on the wall. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and how, like, there was no smoke. There was no, that yeah. that part bothered me just because the son who, at, you know, wasn't possessed after he, you know, wakes up and comes downstairs and was like, what's going on? There's obviously, not obviously, but there's a bod, body-like shape rolled up in a carpet. There's the broken piano all over the floor. Like, something has obviously happened in here, but the wood is impeccable. The, yeah, the, yeah. the floors are this was beautiful. gorgeous house. Gorgeous wooden yeah, floors was. on the house is what I yes, was Yes, beautiful. There wasn't <laughs> even dust on the floor, and there's no well, cinch marks whatsoever. Because Dad always made them take their shoes off when they came in the house. But you're right. right. Yeah, that was that was demon fire, and therefore it doesn't. It only burns the things that it needs to well, burn. And, and that's well, what I there's, like, there's that's also what I chalked it up to. It, was, there is a point where there is a long shot, a long a long shot on the house when they're just getting home at the start of the movie. That if you pump up the volume, you can, and it's it's just a shot of the hallway inside as they're coming in. You can hear footsteps and people moving around in the house if you turn up the volume as right before they get into the house. The cultists had been okay. See, I heard house. that. I heard that too, and I took, you heard that too. Okay, I did hear it because I was I I had my Apple earpods ear, ear in, AirPods in, and I heard yeah. that too, and I yeah. took that as it was the dog. No, because the next no. shot is the dog walking into frame, and he's petting the yeah. dog. But I heard feet. I heard movement, too. Large move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the dog walks into frame, and they walk into the house. And I thought, and I, I took that note. I didn't write it, but I was like, Yeah, what the hell was that? That's a big dog. What was I hearing? Yeah. And, and so then even further on, you can see a lot of footsteps in dust in their main foyer, where you know the dad's. Well, it's obviously not them because they don't have shoes on in the house. No. And and yeah. So there, again, he he hides. I, that's that's my favorite thing about these types of movies, right? That's what I right. love are all these little, little hidden details. details. Mm-hmm. Just like a Midsummer, the whole movie is told in the in the tapestry before you even you know get into it. Um, it's that's, just it's perfect. Yeah, that's what makes me think that maybe I don't plan on doing it, but maybe a second viewing would make the movie better. Um, as as almost like a mystery, yeah. As as watching yeah. it, you know, being unfolded. Um, one piece of trivia that I thought was really interesting was that Tony Collette said she told her agent that she didn't want to do any more heavy dark films. She only wanted to do comedies, but that she loved um, Hereditary script so much that she couldn't turn it down. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Um. I did also read uh, Charlie's character when they were filming the scene that she was like hanging out the window that she actually had fun doing it. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> I was like, oh, oh that's all right. Yeah, well, I get that. Uh, my last <laughs> note was, uh, of course, we had to show the dead dog so we knew what happened to it. Oh, um, they killed yeah. the dog in the movie, guys. Yeah, they killed the dog. In the yeah, movie. at first I didn't realize it was the dog. I thought that I thought that they had pulled the deer from the accident over to the house. And I was like, that's weird. But then I realized it was the dog. It was a dog. Yep, the, cult, the cult did not want to, uh, to 
them to hear the dog barking as they got closer. I guess. Well, maybe. I mean, there's probably something to that. Because uh, the dog was barking when when um, Tony Collette was going through her bed. Uh, and, like, the door slammed, and then you hear that dog, that sound, that whimper. Oh, Oh, yeah. that was brutal. I hate that sound. Uh, actually, technically, my last note was what? Question mark. That was my last, my last note. That was in response to going into the playhouse and seeing, um, you know, all the naked people and them bowing to the 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 Jesus with the kid, with kid the head, crown. the crown, with the and girl's they, head, and yeah, the crown, and... and then they put the crown on him. And like, it was really oh. interesting, is like because. Because the the kid looks confused by everything that's happening, like he's not, yeah. like like he's not fully in control, but he is or something. Like mm-hmm. it was really it was really interesting. It, it just of of in this movie, he was not the one I expected to technically live by the end. No, you know. I... Oh, we lost you completely, Sam. Oh, his picture just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah, <laughs> which is interesting. Like you've almost be- you're almost becoming opaque. Like it's not like you're just blending in, but like, oh well. <laughs> hey, Sarah, it's just us. Oh, there's Andrew's back. Hello. Oh, no, not Siri. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear it, but uh, S I R I is on my Mac here asking the question. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, let's do this. Uh, I don't have any clips, and I'm sorry because I, w- I was trying to log in, and it wouldn't let me log in to pull the clips from the movie. So huh. I don't have any clips, and I'm sorry. Uh, that's why there was no intro. Um, so I, I can do me to yeah, reenact something. Um, so in, instead, <laughs> um, let's see. Hold on. Uh, do I not have any from Midsommar? No, I don't have any clips from that movie. Really? I find this that. Is just a... did, the, did the cult come in and steal them off my hard drive? Obviously. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. I don't have any from that movie. How was that possible? Uh, that might have been another one that we were like, eh, I want to hear this. You know, you might be right. There might not be any from that. I was just going to play some clips from that because I figured it was... Um, instead, I'll play this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there you go. There's a reenactment of something that happened in the movie. Oh, Sam's back. I'm having microphone and, and all kinds of problems, and I I realized I think I was on my, my AirPod mic the whole time today you sound good thanks that's my natural voice all right well let's uh let's do the we'll we'll do this instead we'll we'll do this now for some more bad news ready all right we'll play the game uh the game which is called hey did you notice um it's a game where andrew has, uh, has gone painstakingly through the movie and find little fun details for us except not this movie because this movie actually scared him so yeah. um, i i, I I did not find as many as usual because I tried not to look at little details in this one uh, because the more you see, the more it creeps you out in some cases. Uh, but I do have, I have three 
And then a, a fourth, possibly, if we need it. I'm sure we will. Uh, so anyway, it's back and forth. Uh, I guess we'll do Sarah versus Sam and myself. How's that? So okay. go for it. Uh, Sarah, Sarah. Sarah goes first. Yeah. All right, Sarah. What time is on the clock when Annie comes to bed after seeing her mom's ghost in her workshop? Oh, man. There's a clock next to her husband. A digital clock. There was a time on the clock. I made a mental note of this at one point because in uh, in the in one of the Conjuring movies, it talks about three a.m. is like you know yeah. the time, but it wasn't three a.m. No. I don't remember what time it was, but I specifically remember it not being three a.m. because I thought about it. Okay, Sean or Sam. I thought it was, it was 12.10. Oh. Sean, what were you going to say? I was going to say one thirty. No, nobody has it. It was 11.50. 11.50. Ah. Yeah, 11.50. Now, there is another scene where there's a clock, Sean, uh, but I didn't want to do two, two questions with the same, you know, same style there. And that one was 12.03 or something like that. Okay. And Maybe then it changed to 12.04. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, question number two, Sean and Sam, this is yours. What is the name of the art supply store where Annie gets her supplies for her miniatures? Hobby Lobby. Boone Drug. <laughs> Neither of those is correct. Sarah, did you happen to notice? Um, so this is when she was talking to What's-Her-Face, right? When she sees her outside the store? Yeah. Oh, my God. Did, oh did anybody God. see what she put in the back of the car, by the way? What she, what the other person was buying? No. Chalkboards. Oh, interesting. Chalkboards? Yeah. Chalkboards. Yeah. Oh. Um, no, I don't remember the name of the art, the art shop. It was Joel's Art Supply. Joel. Joel. Yeah. yeah. All right. We know a Joel. Yeah, now that you talk about those chalkboards... I do wonder if she knew this whole time that it wasn't her grandson or if it was her grandson. Right. You know, that's uh, so that's weird. Freaky. Yeah. Speaking of freaky, right. hold on. Hold on. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing Andrew's job. I'm actually going back <laughs> and looking at some of the pictures and remember this, the scene where, where the, where Alex is at school. Um, yeah. And like, the oh, the creepy lady is across smile. the street and it's like screaming at him and no oh, one else. Yeah. yeah. Like, was that yeah, she real? Was kind of, she was kind of a hopping man or if you want to call it that. I mean, it was like. Yeah. Because we don't see her again in the movie. No, that's right. No, she may have been. No, was she the one reading at the end? Was she the one that was. She was one of the yeah. naked people. She was She was I the one that has the, the final monologue at the end, right? She was the one yeah. where like. Yeah, she's yeah, the okay. one that puts the crown on the kid. That's right. That's I thought right. that was Joan. Like the, that's, that that's is Joan. That's who we're talking about. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah, but there's another scene. Of, oh, no. I'm thinking of the scene where the lady's just like waving at him. That's she, grandma. Is that supposed to be the grandma? Because the grandma, <laughs> we see her picture, and she's got like short blonde hair. Oh, is that not? Okay, well, I'm looking at the picture here. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's not grandma. Maybe that's just another cultist. The yeah, lady I think who's it is, yelling but... from across the street. Yeah, that was Joan, it's, though. Well, yeah, that yeah. was Joan. Yeah, Joan was so yelling, what, but 
But there was another lady that was earlier in the movie that was when when yeah. Charlie cuts the bird head yeah. and looks over there. There's a woman just waving at her through the bars of yeah. the of the thing. She I, also waves at the end too. That, uh, that you guys, yeah. I think she's just a cultist. But Joan, my point is, is that Joan is literally shouting, "You have to get out" or something you like have to that. Get out. Yeah. You have yeah. to get out, and it's like. No one, no other teenager hears this lunacy happening. Like, what is going on? And, like, that's the other thing. There is a systematic failure amongst the school. <laughs> he looks <laughs> terrible. Agreed. You're I mean, Agreed. yeah. There's, there's, yeah. there are, there are two and a half teachers in this, in this call right now. And, <laughs> um, if one of your, <laughs> I count myself as a half. And because I used to work at a school and my wife's a teacher. So if, I was going to say, I, I know Sam and I aren't small people, but I don't think you can count us as a... <laughs> no, as a you're, you're the two, person. and I'm the half. No, you're not one and a, a one and a quarter person. <laughs> um, but like if any one of us were in a classroom setting and saw him walk in, the, you need to go to the nurse or something. Like, you don't look right. right. Yeah. Like, he yeah, looks so, here, buddy. so screwed up. And then, so like when he had his possessive moment in the school, was that like just a preemptive possession? I guess with so, the yeah. smiling, like his face uh, was all in the, in the window. Yeah, well, no. Yeah. So the smiling oh. reflection, which was creepy, that um, was super. It reminded me of smile. Yeah, which I have not seen, nor yeah, will I ever, because that looks Ooh. too creepy. I want to. Um, but like that's when he he says I'm being threatened by a demon or something. But like right before the headbang. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, with his face. Mm-hmm. And oh. his, his yeah, his hand, face like, is all. Yeah, his hands yeah, are all up. Yeah, and he's like he's like yeah. cramped. Oh yeah. yeah like well, was the, was that like a like the possession was he was trying to do it, but the kid was resistant. Well, the the one thing we have to bear in mind is the light that we see. That blue light mm-hmm. is yeah. the possession. Yeah. Is the the demon itself and. You know, at the very end, you see that light get into him once he's fallen out the window. Sure. But right. there's several times in that school scene where you see a light over him. Like when they're under the bleachers smoking, there is a blue light that is kind of over him a little bit, but but not moving. Um, yeah. Same thing with, the, I think in the school scene too, you see the light go down the hallway into the room. And, and there's, the light is the key to to if he's possessed or not. And I'm, and I'm with you. I, 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 I picked up on that. Uh, about the third time we see the light, like, oh, yeah. that's what that is. Yeah, right. But like again, in the moment when he he sees the light in the room, and then he throws his hand up, and then they're like, oh my god, what's wrong with him? And his face is all contorted, and then he starts banging his head. If you know, Payman wants this boy, he wouldn't damage him. So that's what I was confused about. Was that the boy trying to keep him from getting in? Was he resisting? Which is why later in the movie he's not possessed until he dies. Yeah, he has he, to be whittled down basically. Yeah, the, he has the, to be less resistant, which is what yeah. happens when you throw yourself out the second story window and land in the garden. Yeah. And, well, in that in that book that she reads, it does say uh, that the demon looks for the the most vulnerable male yeah. body or host or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Ready for question number three? Yeah, oh, sorry. Let's do it. Yeah. So last question, Sarah. Sarah, this goes back to you. Sorry, I'm just looking at this picture. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so in her mom's belongings, Annie finds two floor mats like the one that Joan has. And Annie's name is on one of those floor mats. What name is on the other? Oh. Yeah, she pulls out she pulls out two of them. Annie Joan Whose turn is it? Uh, Sarah's. 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 Okay. Oh my god. Okay. I'm probably wrong, but it's it's her brother's name. Which is? John? Or is that the husband? Uh, no. Her husband's name is uh, Steve. Oh, wow. I'm way off. Steve. No, I don't know. I'm going to go pet okay. dolphin. Sean or Sam? I thought I saw Charlie or Charles. Yeah. Ah. It was it was Charles. That's what I thought. Charles? And I, I don't know who Charles is. I don't know if that was I don't think that was her brother. I think maybe that was I think that was her brother. Was Wasn't it her it? brother? It was, was, it was Annie was the other one, which was her, right? <laughs> right. And maybe it was. I don't know. I missed that. I for some reason I was thinking it was the uh the dad, like the grandfather, maybe. Yeah. But oh. maybe it was the brother. Yeah, I thought it was the brother who was accused of having schizophrenia or whatever. Yeah, I can find this real quick. There's a trying to put letter. people into oh, me. Googling it 100%. I think that they were right when they were, when he thought they were trying to put something in him. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. I mean, this this grandmother is the is uh, is the, the um. What, what am I trying to say? She's responsible for a lot of deaths. Yeah. By the way, another little detail that he sprinkled in here that I love. There is a picture of the grandmother feeding um, yeah. the daughter. or uh, uh, Charlie. Charlie. If you look at the bottle, there is green material in the bottom of the bottle. Uh-huh. When, when Annie is at the seance lady's house and she has the tea, she pulls out a little bit of green from her mouth. Yep. Yeah. It's I noticed the same that. herb. That it's apparently like a a witch's herb. Um, I can't remember. There, it's it's in the box that sh- of her mother's possession, that um, that shows the type of herb that is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I, that. I do like when they put things in movies. These little details, you know, haunt, yeah. the haunting of Hill House does oh, so, so well. Good. Um, there are so many like things in the background, and there are, yep. I mean, there's people standing in the background that you don't even notice. Um, yep. Sean, that, you got to see it, dude. Show. You yeah. got to find time. It's yeah. so good. I will, you know, we talked about this last week. We were talking about things that movies that have kind of been the scariest for me. And I, I said that I wasn't really affected. And I mentioned it earlier, but Haunting of Hill House, that's one that, yeah that I I liked watching it and I've made myself watch it even though I didn't want to because yeah. I would watch an episode and I would go, oh my gosh, I, I cannot watch another one, but I have to. <laughs> I, you know, it, it was so good that it made me like that genre a little bit more than I, than I have. Totally agree. I'm watching the trailer. I'm still looking for the mats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have the the trailer is on here on IMDb again, and just 
it's, for this movie? Yeah. 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 It's, it's even the trailer is freaky. Oh, yeah. I just saw something in the trailer I hadn't seen before. I wonder if they did it just for the trailer. Um, but there's a shot where where uh, Joni is doing her working on the model, and she looks up like almost directly into the camera, and the, that light flashes on her face. Hmm. Again, it could have been just for the trailer. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, um, cool. you said you had one more, maybe, Andrew. Well, I do have one more, but it's it's pretty simple, and if you were paying attention, it's easy to get. What color were the flowers at the grandmother's funeral? Oh, <laughs> yellow. They were white, weren't they? White. Yeah, they were white. Oh, yeah. Okay. All the flowers. I thought that was weird. Everything was white. Yeah. Everything was white, and all the flowers were white. And I was like, you know, I've been to a few funerals in my life, and never been to one where every flower in the room is white. So I thought it was odd. So yeah. I took note of it. Yeah. Another detail, too, is during her eulogy, she mentioned seeing a bunch of people she's never seen before. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and those being yeah. the cultists. That would make sense. Ugh. Freaky. Charles is the brother. He is. Charles okay. is the brother. There you go. All right. Okay. <sighs> I missed that. So, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess you would get a point for that, for the brother. Yeah. <laughs> Out of three episodes, I got one point. It's fine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> She's keeping track for, since uh, for the last year. I love it. All right, time for this. I, I kind of I kind of tortured you with Portnoy's complaint, so that's fair. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> we we tortured you back with Morbius, so I think we're all even. Hmm. I mean, I knew it was going to be bad, yeah. but I didn't realize it was going to be that bad. <laughs> all right. Wait, what's supposed to happen? All right, well, this is where we're going to give this movie a score. Uh, we do have to end this episode at some point, and so I think now is as good a time as any. So let's give this movie a score from 0 to 10, and we start this week with Andrew. Well, 7.3 is what is on IMDb, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 90% fresh on there. Wow. Uh, and an audience score of 70%. So, I, I mean... I can't disagree. I think it's really well done. I am not going to rewatch this. Um, even though I think, like you said, Sean, I think a second watch might help me catch some of the things that I missed. But I, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to miss them because <laughs> um, I'm not watching it again. But, uh, yeah, I, I liked it because it was a horror movie that was actually scary to me. Um, and freaky and all the right things and it's just well done like it's well acted we've already talked about cinematography um and i thought it was just very well done so i'm going to give this a 7.8 out of 10 okay all right sarah uh diplomatic answer or my real answer (laughs) yeah whatever answer you want to give me yeah (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say 10. Okay. Oh, wow. I watched it like four times before recording tonight because the first run through, like I said, I was in my room, lights off, ever, like it was completely pitch black in here and I, my jaw was on the ground for half the movie. Like I really, it really was emotional for me. Then I go to a friend's house and I'm like, we have to watch this movie. Like you have to watch this movie. I'm going to sit down and watch it again. So I watched it like four times up until tonight. And when we get off the show, I'm going to watch it again because <laughs> I 
really liked it. And I really liked that it had me like wound up about it. So like Sam, I can't even see your face, but that is a disturbing photo. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie again because it is messed up. So yeah, I loved it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I don't know how to feel about that. Um, No, that's fine. Like, like what you like. I mean, I, I mean, when we did Paranormal Activity again, you could not pay me to watch that movie again. And our guest on that show—that's what she watches when she's doing laundry. Yeah, like, like yeah. that's her chill movie. Like that's how she gets happy. I'm like, that thing scared me for days. And she's she's <laughs> laughing. I mean, that's why we we picked it. We were gonna do something else, and then yeah. when she found out that the trailer for the second movie freaked me out. She's like, well, then we're going to do the first movie. I was like, damn it, I shouldn't have said anything. Uh, I would have, I'd have more sleep in my life. Saying what you got. Yeah, you know, we, we heard a bunch of sevens um, on, on the general consensus. I kind of go over there as well. Uh, I'm right there with Andrew around a 7.75. Very well done. It, I, I had certain expectations, and, and they were almost met. And I think I talked myself up while we're talking this movie through as well. Um, started this thing at like ten o'clock. Oh no, about eleven o'clock last night. Yeah, you started late and, last night. Yeah, and did the did the really late viewing, which is always fun with these type of horror movies. Um, but no, and I I can't say I had fun with this movie, <laughs> but it was at least an experience, right? And that's what we look for. We look for this a type of experience that we wouldn't normally have. And we saw things in this that, you know, that just like that head on the side of the road. Um, I, I swear I'm going to have nightmares about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as much as I've, I've had nightmares of other, other uh, horror movies. So um, freaky. Don't mess with uh, Panini. So <laughs> at about Persephone, <laughs> when I was looking at, I was, when I was watching the movie last night and I, I would look up at the time code. At about 15 minutes left in the movie, that's when I went and grabbed a melatonin to, t- to take <laughs> because I knew that I would be wound up from the movie. So, like, I take the melatonin, I got the 15 minutes. So, when I shut my laptop, I can just like slide into sleep and not like sit there and relive the movie over and over and over in my head because I knew that I would, like, I did that with Nope and I stayed up for like another 20, 30 minutes just reliving certain, mainly the chimp scenes from, from Nope. So it's like I could just slide right into sleep. Of course, then the dog had to go outside. So I was like, (laughs) all right. And then whatever it was down that hill was coming up that hill after you. Oh, man. Yeah. I did have to watch something else after I finished this. Yeah. Yeah, I I got some TikTok in or something. Yeah, I did too. I I finished it at like 1130 or 11 o'clock. Yeah. And I played a, a game of Fortnite. And then I thought, I, you know what? I I have to watch something happy right now because if I don't, I won't be able to sleep. So I found uh, an old Seinfeld episode, and I was like, "This will do." Uh, nice. nice. Yeah. yeah, I just uh, right now my my Facebook feed, those videos, you know, the reels, the algorithm has it set for uh, magic tricks, people doing magic tricks. So oh, nice. I was like, "Oh, I'll watch two or three of these guys doing magic," and then. Like once I got back in bed after you know taking the dog out, I was like, "Oh, this is nice and easy." 
And at that point, the melatonin was doing its job, and it's like, <laughs> okay, I can just sleep right, you know, just slide right into sleep. So um, I'm going to give this movie, so I'm going to score it a seven. I, again, I didn't really like the movie, but it is so well made, so well acted. The music, like the sound design is so good and creepy and just unsettling. I mean, just like Sam, you heard the footsteps and stuff. Like if you got yeah. really good headphones you're watching this on, this movie is so unsettling. I mean, yeah. the sound of the head hitting the like the telephone pole, like that sound like sound design was so good. Um I I couldn't tell you if there was even a, sc- a score in this movie because there's just it's so atonal. It's just these long chords that are like minor and you know all these really weird structure to make you unsettled. Yeah. So it did its job. Uh, it it didn't scare me as much or bother me as as much as some of the other movies that we've seen. Um. And and maybe my mood has something to do with it, but it's a really well made movie. So I think people that and I know we've had them on the show, who said that this movie was not only not scary, but it was a bad movie. And though for me the landing didn't quite stick the landing the way that I thought it should have. Um, hearing some of Sam's um, and Sarah's like explanations of things, I think makes it, it kind of helps stick the landing. But then that also goes back to my argument about why I hate The Shining is that I shouldn't have to watch a documentary to make the, the movie. God, you got to go watch that Room room, room 237 or 237 doc. It's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, I'm sure the doc is great, but the movie still is not. So <laughs> um, that's, that's a hill I'll die on. Well, anyway. It's a great documentary about how how an auteur director can, can hide things within a movie. Sure. Really. Which is, I mean, that sounds amazing, but I... I Again, you couldn't pay me to watch The Shining just because. Go watch Hill House first. I don't have time for any of these things. Yes, you've got to. I really don't. Really this should. is the month to do it. Like, yeah. Again, I'm going to come I, down there and 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 force you, and and put a bunch of flies in your living room and uh, stomp around in your attic oh, until you watch. Hang it. up a poster of Charlie's head. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to put that picture back on here. Uh, of your head on the side of the road. I'm legit gonna have to put like a a, a warning at the beginning of this of this um, of the YouTube. That was so gnarly. Um, that was scarier than the freaking movie because it's my head. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, what are we doing next week? Oh no! First of all, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the show. Yes, thank oh. you. Yeah. I, this is a great movie, so yeah. I'm I'm pumped about it. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, we'll we'll have you back on uh, uh, some more. Um, we'll do some maybe something fun and light, um, <laughs> like Insidious, like Insidious, which is the <laughs> which is the number one movie on that list. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh. I, and I have heard that. I've heard that Insidious is like legit scary. Like, I don't know if I've I've never seen it. It's in the Conjuring family. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, is it? It's the same director. I, so. I love the Conjuring movies. Okay, cool. Yeah, we we I mean, like the Conjuring scared me pretty good. The first one had some really good jump scares. It, it was it Absolutely. was pretty it's so good, it, and it's one I could recommend to my parents. Like, it doesn't need to cuss and and yeah. totally oh. be completely violent. Um, it's just it's scary for the sake of of scary. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh. Is there anything that you want uh, our listeners to, you know, 
look at of yours, Sarah, Bird in the Hand podcast and uh Bird in the Cat Bird in the Hand podcast has retired. Yeah. Like um so now I'm just uh I'm working as a virtual assistant to a couple people that run podcasts. Oh, but fun. uh yeah. Yeah, there's not really a whole lot for me to uh throw out as recommendations. That's okay. Um, go back and listen to those old episodes of Bird in the Hand. They're still out there in the ether somewhere, I think. So funny. They, they <laughs> uh, next week, we're, it, it took us three, four years, but we're going to finish the trilogy. We're finishing the Halloween trilogy. Next week, wow. we're doing Halloween Ends with special guest Chris Lott from Measuring the Score podcast, uh, who is the reason why we did the first two Halloween movies in the first place. So yeah. we thought we had to have him back on to uh, finish that off. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we get into November, in which I have no movies at all listed. So if you guys uh, listening have a suggestion for a theme for November, because we usually do only three movies in November because the fourth week of Thanksgiving, so we don't record mm-hmm. that week. So if you guys have a theme... You know, a trilogy of something you want us to watch, just let us know. Monster movies. But like, like I'm looking at my my screen right now and Meg to the Trench is up there. Yeah, I've heard that's that's just trash. Like I, I know, enjoyed, but those I, are the best kind. I enjoyed the first one. <laughs> I enjoyed the first one. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, down for whatever. If my has, has you yeah. know, at one point we were going to do some more Star Trek movies. We might do that later. Um, but... Yeah, if you have any suggestions for a, a nice trilogy for us to do, uh, I do know that Tabby wants us to do the Hobbit trilogy. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we'll see. <laughs> anyway, that's it. it. Well, see, the problem with, well, we could talk off air. Yeah. Anyway, y'all, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find more about us at cheapseatrefuse.libsyn.com. Uh, you can find links to our social media, uh, to our um, our store where you can go buy a T-shirt or a, a mug or um, or whatever stickers, and um, support us there. Also, YouTube, there you can go where you can watch Sam's extremely uncomfortable art. And um, <laughs> it's not all mine. Uh, well, okay. Uh, and so to go that and leave us review. So like and subscribe, all that great stuff. So support us any way you can. We really appreciate it. As we uh, slowly creep towards 10 years as a podcast. So that's... Oh, uh, God. Yeah. That's so great. We're coming up on that's 10 like, years. So it's it's impressive. It's I 20% think, of my life has been on this podcast. <laughs> I know. It's crazy to think. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it. So on behalf of Sarah, Sam, Andrew, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you uh, see you next week for Halloween Ends. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.